to, I think it's episode seven. I'm going to just stop saying what episode it is because we've already done quite a few. Uh, so episode seven of the Real Nation Raiders podcast. And according to the Twitter poll this week, Derek, what are we doing? Doing free agents, even though uh, there was public um, uh, advocacy by several members on our podcast for the move to Las Vegas, but uh, free agents won it. I thought uh, we did a fo- I did a follow up poll because I thought our third topic was you know making the gap a little bit bigger than it was, would have been. So the second poll was definitely necessary, but free agents still won. So we are doing free agents. Um, just to sh- let you guys know, next week we will do the move to Las Vegas, though. But this week it is going to be free. And uh, when he said uh, members were trying to sway that, I-, I use quotations. So quotations are make it legit at that point to where I'm not trying to sway you. So sort of pretty nice. Um, so, a- as always, we're going we to start with uh, topics for this week uh, that's in the news. And then I'm going to start something new where I'm going to give a surprise topic to everybody. And that they have no idea what I'm talking about. I did not give them any advanced knowledge because I want it to be more top of the head, spur of the moment type of conversation. Then we're going to go into the free agents. So some of the news this week is besides the are we going to have a season, not have a season, uh, all the Raiders players came out on behalf of kind of the NFLPA and saying we want to play, but we want transparency. Uh, all that good stuff. It, it seems like they've made a lot of strides, and the NFL has agreed to pretty much no preseason, um, which is going to be interesting to see how either some of these free agents actually make the team or not, or some of these undrafted free agents uh, that we signed uh, after the draft make the team or not, because that's usually what the whole point of preseason is. So we will see how that plays out. And But the big news today is because technically – for the Raiders, I believe, booking minicamp starts today or as they come in uh, today. And Henry Ruggs has agreed to terms with the Raiders for a four-year, fully guaranteed $16.67 million contract plus a fifth-year option. So uh, that's that's good news that he signed. I haven't heard about anybody else signing. Have you guys? Um, No, that's Gonna hear soon though. Um, other some other rookies around the NFL have signed, but that's the only Raider one I haven't heard. Um, Jeff Aduko agreed to the his terms of his contract with the Lions, and he's gonna prove that he's not better than Arnett and uh, Isaiah Simmons with the Cardinals signed. But I have not heard of any Raider or agreed to sign. I haven't heard of any single Raider other than Rugs though. So I I agree. I don't think any other Raiders rookies official yet. Yeah, there's been some. Uh talk around the Twitterverse today about, oh, why are we paying these people so much money? They're almost like set contracts to begin with. Uh, after the Jamarcus uh, Russell uh, debacle of him getting paid so much, the NFL has kind of changed the rules on how much you can pay rookies and stuff. Uh, so it really comes down to more of the terms of the contracts, not so much the pay of the contracts, since it's pretty much set. Whether it's fully guaranteed or not, it's a different story. If it's your option, it's a different story. But So the people think we're paying rugs too much. It's just not how it works. Sam um, Bradford changed that. Yeah, Sam Bradford. And, yeah, yeah, I think and, he got all that in there. I actually kind of like Sam Bradford, but that's uh, it's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But anyways, and Brady Quinn, I like Brady Quinn. I think he got done dirty. Anybody who plays with the Browns just get done dirty. So, um, so now we're gonna move on. Unless you guys have any other interesting news stories that I have missed. Um, no. Have you been okay. keeping up with uh, non Raiders related? But the Redskins is still talking with the Redskins. Yeah, uh, as far as I know, we still don't know their name. But I was actually listening to the Raiders podcast with Eddie Pascal. Uh, and uh, apparently they want to keep the R in the name because of the calligraphy for Redskins. So they're thinking like Red Tails or something like that. Um, so I, I haven't heard much. Right yeah, right now they're just, it's funny when the team is talked about right now, they're just referred to as Washington with no logo, with like a colorless logo. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> Maybe they should just be in Washington. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they just said their new names would be Washington. Honestly, it just would not surprise me because they have not done a very good job. <laughs> Um, or it would be something stupid, just like completely random, like red pandas or something. You're just like, why? <laughs> um, I don't know. So, okay, so we're going to go into the surprise topic this week. And I know Derek is very nervous. He does not like surprises, as I've uh, come to realize today. 
Um, and so we're going to go over, uh, and I don't spend, expect to spend like five, ten minutes on this. We're going to go over the Madden ratings. And I'm not going to go over every single Madden rating. Uh, I know most people don't care about Madden ratings. It's just interesting to see how other people perceive us. Because, you know, we live and breathe Raider Nation every single day. Um, and, and Madden doesn't. So it's kind of interesting to see how those get perceived. So I'm going to just go over the top tens and then a couple of snubs. And then I just want your guys' opinions on it. So the top ten, and this is in order, and it's kind of shocking. Rodney Hudson, 93. Rich, Richie Incognito, 90. Josh Jacobs, 88. Trent Brown, 87. Darren Waller, 85. Marius Randall, one of our free agents, we'll be talking about, 82. But Marcus Joyner, 82. Tyrell Williams, 82. Derek Carr, 79. Gabe Jackson, 78. Those are some awful ratings. Uh, if you want to know the rookies, you got Henry Ruggs at 76. Damon Arnett at 70. Lynn Bowden, Bowden, whatever you want to call it, at 69. Brian Edwards at 70. Tanner Muse at 67. John Simpson, who's the guard from Clemson, 65. And Amik Robertson at 68. Um, some notable, notable, uh, interesting ones. Henry Ruggs has a speed of 98, uh, even though Kelvin would like a speed of 99 for him because that's what Tyreek Hill has. Uh, who ran a, what was it, Kelvin? A 437? Uh, one video. Then they claim it was a 425 in the other video. Even then, it's not like, we all know Ruggs could have ran faster. So, and he said it himself. So, anyways, uh, Rico Gafford got some love that we've talked about on this podcast quite a bit for speed, whether it's, you know, two, two deep routes or a kick returner. 96. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, who's one of my favorites that you guys hate on, uh, 92. Tyrell Williams with 92. And Jonathan Abrams with a 91. I don't even remember how, what Jonathan Ab- Abrams' uh, time was for the 40, but apparently he's fast. We got a 91 speed. So, um, and then some of the underrated that is listed actually on the Raiders website. Uh, I went over Derek Carr, 79, Gabe Jackson, 79, Corey Littleton, 78, Max Crosby at 77 and Colton Miller at 73. So uh, I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to kick it off quick, with you. Go ahead. Jonathan Abram official 40 time was a four, four. Oh man. Yeah. So I mean, he's fast. Um, so that's, I guess, 91, yeah. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with you, Kelvin. The question for you is, what Raiders player do you think was rated too high? What Raiders player do you think was rated perfectly? And what Raiders player was just completely underrated? So I'll let you start it off. Um, I think, honestly, Derek Carr may be a little too low. Um, I really care for Madden ratings. Um, I think Darren Waller is extremely low for Rob Gronkowski to have missed a full year of football and to be a, rated at 95 was just unbelievable when I saw that. I honestly think um, Darren Waller should have been rated in the top five amongst tight ends for us. Um, I think Josh Jacobs should have been at least a 90-91 just off his production through 13 games. Um I don't know what Madden based their ratings off of, but some of these ratings were, were crazy to me when I seen them. Not just for our team, but for other players as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think Derek Carr was rated too low. I'm sure they based that on um, maybe our, our team production for the season last year. But for me, it's Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and um, Josh Jacobs. I think they all should be rated higher, especially Darren Waller. I mean, he was very productive as a tight end. With over 1,100 yards and playing all full 16-game season. He's rated at the bottom 10 of tight ends. And Rob Gronkowski literally missed the whole year to go wrestle. And he comes back ranked at 90, 95. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I believe he's ranked number eight in tight ends. And there's I forgot who's above him, but I think even like Greg Olson might be above him. Just like, yeah, okay. yeah, they have Greg Olson above Darren Waller. And Olson hasn't been good since 2015. Yeah, he hasn't been good since Cam was good. Uh, so, Cherokee, what are your thoughts on player that's overrated maybe? Who do you think is on par and then underrated players? There, Adam? Nope. Okay, Derek, I'll go to you then. 
Um, I think almost every Raiders player here is underrated. It's it's terrible. The rating for how Darren Waller is only an 85 is absolutely mind-blowing. How Josh Jacobs is on at least 90 is mind-blowing, too. But I'm going to say the most underrated, the worst overall ranking of these Raiders player is Trent Brown. How the hell is Trent Brown not even a 90? This man should be at least a 95. This is insane. I what, He gave up one sack last year, and he's an 87? Is that he right? He gave up one sack in 11 games. And he's an 87. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that, is, uh, that is smoking crack levels of insanity there. Um, then I would say the one Raider who was rated uh, correctly, maybe the only Raider who was rated correctly, uh, was Rodney Hudson yeah. at a 93. And I would say maybe the only Raiders player who was rated too high, maybe, um, would be Richie Incognito. I think you said it was a 91, and I think that might be I, – I love Richie. I think he's great, but I think that might be slightly too high. I would have said maybe 89 instead of 91. So just – He's not that far off, but if I had to say who's a little bit of, he should Trent Brown should be rated higher than Richie Incognito. I don't know I, that that makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, their rating should have been flipped. Oh, there we go. Adam's back. Okay, Adam, what are your thoughts? Can he just not hear me? <laughs> Adam. Adam. Sorry, my Wi-Fi is a little shoddy right now. Um. Yeah, yeah I think honestly. No one's rated too high. Um, I think, well, maybe incognito, but I don't think so. I think he's good where he's at. Uh, Waller, like y'all are saying, he's uh, he's really underrated. Josh Jacobs, I think, should have been in the 90s. Uh, what really surprises me is how LaMarcus Joyner is where he is. I don't understand that. He had a terrible year last year. so He's the one that's, in my opinion, the highest – Right or uh, rated out of what it should be. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just excited for Madden, man. I love Madden. And a preview of Madden showed our stadium thing. So they're kind of giving us some love there. But they continue to hate on us with the ratings like every year. So and now yeah. Carr is in the 80s. And it's just hard to believe for me. But it's all right. Ratings don't mean nothing. It's all about them sticks. Well, like, like I said from the beginning, this is more of, uh, we kind of have probably our own opinions, but this is kind of how the outside or the media perceives us. I don't know how exactly uh, EA puts these together, but it, it, some of this is just ridiculous, and I'll go over some of mine. I agree, Richie Incognito is probably too high. Josh Jacobs should probably be a 90. Uh, Darren Waller obviously got the dirty. Um I think it was like 76 last time because I remember they were talking about it in Hard Knocks uh, last year with the Madden Raiders when they came over there. Um, you know, Henry Ruggs, 76. Rookies usually range between the 65 and the 76 mark-ish. Uh, but, the you know, the person that really, that well, three people I think got done really dirty. One, Derek Carr, 79. It just when he's statistically a top 10 quarterback and, and top three in a lot of categories, uh, it's worse than he was last year when he statistically had a better season. Um, and, you know, I, rookies like Joe Burrow, who I just don't like Joe Burrow. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. He, he got a 76. So you're saying Joe Burrow, who's never thrown a pass in the NFL, is just as good as Eric Carr. It's just, it's just mind-boggling to me how – those two even line up next to each other. Uh, Max Crosby with a 77. I just did they obviously like not look at film? I think because I think Nick Bosa was an 88 or 89. Like, ha- why isn't Max Crosby at least like an 85, 86, 87? It just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And then uh, it seems like Colton Miller keeps getting just like thrown to the side at 73. So 73 is basically less than average rookies uh, for, for somebody who's probably going to be a, a Pro Bowl left tackle this season. So, I mean, if anything, it lights fire under their ass and it, and it motivates them to do better because I know some players care about it, some don't. Um, so I, I know the rookies care about it a little bit more because, you know, they get to see themselves in the video game now since NCAA doesn't have games anymore. Um, so, if anything, I guess it's a motivator for people. So, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. go ahead. Of the 10 tight ends, Darren Waller was ranked number 10 at 85. Uh, it's just that. 
They even have Evan Ingram at 88 above him. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're <laughs> judging their stuff off of. So hopefully I know they do some updates usually in yeah, a couple of weeks into the season. season yeah. yeah, so hopefully we'll see those uh, rise accordingly. And none of them Madden usually is on the Raiders, though. But it's not not just Madden. It's like everyone. Like, I, I'm curious. Anybody know what Tom Brady is? I'm just curious. Anyway, let's see. I'll look. Um, Brady Madden. That's probably uh, he's 90. He's a 90. He's a 90. He's a 90. Matt Ryan is 87. Matt Ryan. <laughs> it's just it's just mind boggling to me. It. it. I think there's Carson been more is 84. Like I it just I just can't look at him. I think there's more I think there's been more attention made to Madden Reigns this offseason than any other year ever combined just because there's nothing to talk about yeah. this year as opposed to most years. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Um now I'll I'll just end on this. It's not Raiders related, but JJ Watt 98, really? JJ Watt. I, I mean, a dude can't stay on the uh, field for you know, more than 10 games a season, but whatever. They have. Well, I, I, I like J.J. Watt, but that was his, that was his rating, you know, in five years ago. If you told me that was his rating in Madden 15, Khalil, I would agree. Khalil Mack but, you know, and Von Miller are 97. They're both better than J.J. Watt. So. Do you guys still yeah. want to hear Tom Brady's rating, or did you guys hear me? Oh, we got it. It was uh, yeah, 90. 90. 90. Is. Okay. Which is his age, so. They um, have Phillip Rivers at the 84. No. <laughs> Obviously, they're, I don't know, they're, they're like doing averages over five years or something to come up with their ratings. I don't know. Uh, they anyway. have Justin Herbert, who's never thrown a professional pass as a 92 for throwing power. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. So, we learned not to talk about Madden ratings in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to frustrate us. Okay, so we're going to go into the free agents, and as I mentioned to the group ahead of time, I don't expect us to have super in-depth conversations for a lot of these uh, since they're not going to be super impactful players. They might kind of just be depth players. So we're going to start uh, going off an ESPN article uh, by our own Paul Gutierrez, who does cover the Raiders, and he is on Twitter. Uh, we're going to go with Demarius Randall. I know we've covered some of these people when we've done offense and we've done defense, but this is specifically uh, what do you think this free agent is going to bring to the Raiders that we didn't have before? So I'm going to let you, Adam, before we lose you again, let you start off with Demarius Randall, who was the safety from the Cleveland Browns. I think he's a Carl Joseph 2.0. I honestly feel like that we should have kept Carl Joseph instead of signing him because he knew the defense. But um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he played corner in Green Bay for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've read that he's had some off-the-field problems. Uh, the Browns fans, some of them say that he had attitude problems and had uh, problems with, uh, I think it was Freddie Kitchens. But who who doesn't have a problem with <laughs> Freddie Kitchens on that roster? Um. He was ranked uh, 82 on Madden for those who don't uh, didn't pay attention to what I was saying before. So he is our highest ranked safety next to Lamarcus Joyner right now. I think that he will be our starting safety in next next to uh, Abram. Uh, so I still think that we need a star safety. So I think that we'll probably target a safety in the draft next year if we can't find one of free agency. But um, Jamal Adams. <clears throat> that's still our hole. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm going to pass this on to who I call Doom and Gloom Derek over here, who likes to bring us down to reality, uh, since I know he's going to say we're never going to get Jamal Adams. So, Demarius Randall, what are your thoughts on him? First of all, Dominic, I would say there is a big difference between realistic and doom and gloom, but that's a... T- <laughs> no, 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 t- There's some doom and gloom right there. Okay, go ahead. But um, I do think Demarius Randall, I do think, is going to uh, be a perfect substitution in place for Carl Joseph. I think I've made it kind of clear. I'm, I'm, I did not lose sleep over us losing Carl Joseph. I think Darius Randall is, you know, I'm, I think he's going to bring what Joseph brought, if not better. I, I believe he's pr- rather physical safety. Um, I hate. I'm gonna. You're gonna call me doom and gloom again. He did intercept. Uh, he did get an interception against us in 2018 in the game we won against the Browns. Um, I, that that is a fact that he did. 
So I think he's overall going to be solid for us. I don't know how long his contract is off the top of my head. Do you know how many years it is, Dominic? Is it one year, two years, uh, three years? I think it's one year. Yeah. Look why you keep talking. It's one year. Sorry, I didn't have well, this up. I don't know how long he's going to be our one year. I, 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 I probably not. He's probably not going to be our safety for years to come. But he's definitely. I think he's going to be make an impact this year. I, I'm I'm an overall overall fan of the Demarius Randall. Okay, it was a one year, three point two five million dollar. I don't know if it's guaranteed contract. It wouldn't surprise me. It's not that much money for NFL terms. So, uh, I would say it's probably a fit, only a fifty fifty shot. He's our safety beyond this year. But if he does well this year, maybe we'll be. He's probably going to be a band aid this year. And just so everybody knows, Carl Joseph contract with the Browns. We almost kind of swamped with the Browns there because he went to the Browns is uh, two point five million dollars for uh, a one year contract. So Carl Joseph was actually cheaper than Demarius Randall. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Zerko, what are your thoughts on Demarius Randall? Um, I kind of agree. He's like a Carl Joseph two but uh, I didn't really lose any sleep over us of us losing Carl Joseph. Um, I honestly think we got Randall because he plays both safety and corner position. He has experience playing both positions, so if we need him to play one or the other, I think he's a guy that we have on the chart who can play. Um, as far as being the starter, um, I don't know if he'll – I think well, yeah, he will be the starter because I don't think he's going to be a starter or obviously make this team. But I think we just signed him because of his versatility and him being able to play both sides of the field, both positions on the field. Do you think he's going to push Marcus Joyner some more since they kind of have similar skill sets and they're actually rated the same too? That was actually my thought on him coming in. Like, he's coming in because they they need somebody who to push Marcus, uh, who push Joyner because I I just didn't like Joyner last year. I'm like, I don't don't know what happened to him. He was, to me, he played better when he was with the Rams. Um, They came here, they switched his position. He's been terrible. Um, that's why I always say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let him play the position he played and let him do what he do. But I do think that he was brought in to, to help or maybe push Joyner. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if one of them does well, we'll end up keeping one and not keeping the other. So we'll see. But I was a Carl Joseph fan. I think we should at least give him a one-year contract. I think last season before he broke his foot, he was finally like everything was clicking on all cylinders and I thought he was doing a good job and he's a good hitter, but they obviously saw something, whether it's his work ethic or something else. I, I don't know. As a he had a hard time staying healthy. Yeah. Um, I didn't miss like most of his rookie year or something like that with an injury. So mm-hmm. uh, I just hope it doesn't happen to Jonathan Abram. <laughs> I fall yeah. under that bucket as well. So, all right, we're going to go to uh, Nelson Aguilar which I can't recall, Derek, whether you think he's going to make the team or not. We have these debates on our Twitter uh, group chat all the time on whether someone's going to make the team or not. So, Derek, Nelson Aguilar, one, do you think he's going to make the team? And if so, what is he going to bring that we've been lacking? This was my um, least favorite signing by far of all our signings, without a doubt. It's not even a close second to my second mm-hmm. most second least favorite, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, I I would say 51% chance he makes a team, 49% chance he doesn't make a team. Um, so just barely, I'm going to give him the edge and says, say he makes it. Uh, what does he bring to the Raiders? Well, what I hope he brings and what I think he brings is probably different, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be the pos the, 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 the positive version that, um, and not the doom and gloom Dominic that you want me to be. I'm going to say he's going to bring speed and he's going to be able to get open probably as our third slash fourth receiver. And that is what I hope he brings. Okay, I, I have to be honest. What I think he's going to bring is inconsistent hands, and go. he's going to be a third or fourth receiver version of Amari Cooper, but at least he won't be the number one receiver like Cooper was. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't like Nelson Aguilar. I, I, but, you know, he – I. I, I hope I hope for the best. I hope he brings you know Derek Carr that 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 third or fourth receiver depth option. At the very least, he's going to bring depth to the receiver position, which was desperately needed last. Year. Define yeah. define insufficient hands. Just don't think he's going to be. Con- Say that again, Zirko. You cut out. I'm oh, sorry. I said define in- insufficient hands. Well, I. It, 
I mean, I think he, what his drop rate was what around 20, 30 yeah. percent. Is that my my ballpark? Last year, he's had seven over the last two years. Um, he's hit five year career. Let me double check, make sure I'm correct. I believe he's had, I think, twenty four drops. So that's. I mean, I guess that's maybe his maybe his drops are being overrated. Yeah. Maybe it's over, but at the same time that's slightly alarming for someone who doesn't get as many targets being not never being a number one receiver in his career i don't know i just i don't know i hope he i hope he proves me wrong but uh, yeah this was this is my uh, most passionate least favorite signing so of it, it, all, i have to say but i'm, I'm gonna be optimistic i'm gonna be i'm, gonna, I'm not Before gonna be doing even though i have that three minutes uh, 30 seconds was not doing great so um for those who have never seen all or nothing it's a show on amazon prime video it's kind of like hard knocks but they cover the whole entire season i don't know if any of you yeah. have ever watched it they did I one on the cowboys carolina. which was pretty good carolina and then this last yeah. season was actually the eagles um so i got to understand nelson aguilar a little bit more and kind of his work ethic and stuff and i remember there was this one episode where they were showing like a some baby jumping out of a burning baby uh, building and some guy caught it and the guy is making fun of him. He's like, Oh, thank God it wasn't Nelson Aguilar catching him. <laughs> so anyway, that's always stuck in my head is one of the funniest things. So if you haven't watched all or nothing, <laughs> even if you don't like the Eagles or anything, it's just seeing how all these teams actually work with each other. It's actually uh, throughout, you know, the different phases. It's actually quite interesting. But anyways, Zerko, Nelson Aguilar. I didn't have an issue with this signing. Um, I don't. They didn't sign him to, for me to be, you know, our one or two wide receiver. So them bringing him in to me was nothing but a, a depth chart signing. You know, we need depth at the wide wide receiver position, and that's what he's going to bring. He had four drops last year. The problem with those four drops were those were game decision drops. I think one drop he had was in the end zone, which he would have caught the pass. They could have won the game. One drop touched his hands. As football, you all know, if you touch your hands, you're supposed to catch it. To be able to bad throw by Carson, who am I? I'm the injury prone quarterback there. But I don't. I didn't have an issue with this signing because he wasn't brought here to be a star. He wasn't brought here to be the top guy. He was brought here for depth at the position. So I expect him to be able to spread the floor with his speed and for somehow, if he makes the team, John to incorporate him in the offense. So uh, as you guys know, Mayock and Gruden. Uh, I'm guessing particularly Mayock loves to look at highly rated, you know, draft prospect players, you know, from 2015, 2016, 2017. It seems like when they're signing people uh, like Marcus Mariota and stuff. So I didn't even know this, but uh, Nelson Aguilar was a first round pick from the Eagles uh, in 2015. So he is a former first round pick. So he, you know, I'm sure Mayock had a lot of good notes on it. And believe me, as much as we criticize him, they know something that we don't. You know, they get to see film, they get to see stuff that we don't. He's also a kick returner for both punts and uh, kickoff. So that's something we are kind of lacking or don't really know who's going to do that this year um, because we don't want to put Henry Ruggs back there to get injured. Um, And we did not re-sign Dwayne Harris. Uh, I'm a big fan of Rico Gafford back there, but I think they probably want a little bit more of a veteran presence, which also can be why they signed him for special teams and then some wide receiver depth. So, um, Adam, what are your thoughts on Nelson Aguilar? I, I kind of agree with Derek on this one. Um, I wasn't uh, like uh, too excited whenever we signed him, but I cannot stand a receiver drop issues. That was one of the main reasons why I hate Ari Cooper. Because uh, he kind of turned his back on Raider Nation. Um, I hope he can get his drops under control, especially in like clutch situations. Like if he starts dropping balls, man, I, it just it makes me want to jump through my TV, man. So I don't know if he can get his drops under control, then I'm all down for him making the roster. But the positive side of me thinks is he better than Keelan Doss? Yes, in my opinion. Is he better than other wide receivers we have have on the bottom of our depth chart? Yes. So I think he'll make the team uh, as like a fourth, fifth wide receiver. I think that he'll make some plays. He's talented, but like the drops are a problem in my opinion. But um, before, 
before we move on from him, I'm just curious about everybody's opinion. If only one person can make the team, whether it's uh, Nelson Aguilar or Zay Jones, who would you rather have? Just yeah, you don't have to give me a reason. Just give me a name. So I'll start with you, Adam. Um, Zay Jones. Derek. Zay Jones. Zay. Zay. Yeah, I'd probably go Zay too. Uh, Nelson has been putting in a lot of work with Clark too, so and I give him credit. You know, effort to me is, is just as important as anything else. I don't care how talented you are if you don't put in the effort. Um, like Amari Cooper, it's just not going to translate on the field. Uh, I think that's a one thing AB had going for him is was effort, and that's why everybody said he practiced so well, and that's probably what made him so good. Uh, he just couldn't put it all together with his off-field personality issues, so. Um, but I agree, Zay Jones is probably going to be if it's between the two, uh, the person who will get that spot. Um, so we're going to move on to Carl Nassib, who we signed from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was also in the former uh, Browns team. He was in one of the Hard Knock seasons as well, if you have not seen it, I believe in 2018. So Derek, what are your thoughts on Carl Nassib? I like this signing a lot. He's going to be, you know, not our starting DN, but he's probably going to be the third uh, DN that comes in on almost exclusively or probably on obvious passing situations. I think he could get close to 10 sacks coming off the bench. Not looking at his contract off head, I think it is a little bit expensive considering it's for a bench player. Um, but with all that being said, I do... Uh, like this situation, I do like this addition, um, especially now because it does not look like we're going to be getting Clowney. That kind of has kind of died down, and he still hasn't signed anywhere for whatever reason. But overall, yeah, I think this is a. I'm a much more of a fan of this signing than I am of Nelson Aguilar. Kelvin, yeah, I'm okay with the signing. I mean, he's very versatile. Doing more research on him, he's able to play the outside linebacker position, which I didn't know. Um, He's to me a, a looking at his body type and how strong and quick he is. Um, he's a hybrid player. I mean, he can play on the outside of the defensive end, he can play inside that defensive tackle. But I think he's going to be mainly used at defensive end. But I don't expect him to come here and be a starter, just another player to add depth to the position because we all know that you know we need help with our front four and uh, we need all the help that we can get. Him having six sacks, six and a half sacks last year with Tampa Bay. Was good, and the only reason why he didn't finish starting with Tampa Bay is because Jason Pierre-Paul took over. So, I mean, you're not going to start him over JPP. But uh, I think for us, that's a good signing. That's a good uh, player on the depth chart to have, if if needed. I mean, he's going to play. He's going to get in the game. He's going to have what well, he has six last year. I, I can see him maybe getting between six and ten sacks again, which is going to help us. And uh, Adam. Um, I, I'm still an advocate of us keeping Dion Jordan. I still think that we should have done that signing him. But you can never have too many pass rushers. I mean, uh, he should provide some solid depth. Uh, I don't know too much about him. I really don't. I hate to say that. but So, really, this year I'll be really experiencing how, like, he is. So, I mean, I've watched highlights and stuff. So, I, I'm kind of – ignorant to the situation on him. So I don't know. I I'm from hearing you guys talk. I have hope that he will be a solid depth player. All right. So I'm going to go back. I didn't do this on the safety position. I'm going to just do it again right now before I move on to Carl Nassib. Uh, so when we talked about uh, what's his name already, <laughs> I forgot Demarius Randall, uh, Adam, just the same thing, what we did with uh, Nelson Aguilar. So would you rather have, uh, if only one of them can make the team, Marius Randall or Marcus Joyner? Randall. Derek? Randall. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't really seen Randall play to give that answer, but uh, you know what? We're going to go off Randall last season. I'll take Randall. Now, Adam, same question. So, Carl Nassib or Arden Key? Derek? Carl Nassib. Na- Nassib? Nassib? How do you pronounce his last name? I think I don't know. Just, you just Nassib? said Carl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, would, I think bo- both are going to make the team, um, but if, if one had to go by, it would, 
I would say I would wave goodbye to Arvinky if if one him. Yeah, I agree. I think both are gonna make the team, but I go with Carl. I was Man. never a fan of I was never a fan of a uh, key anyway. We'll see. Well, He's starting to work right now. Key started to play good last year, and then he got put on IR. He broke the foot. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's gonna be the make or break season for him. So yeah, we shall see. Uh, so I'm gonna start with you, Zerko. Jeff Heath. He came from, I believe, Dallas. Dallas. Those of you who don't know who Jeff Heath is. He is the safety who made Derek Carr fumble out the back of the end zone when we played Dallas. That guy. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to be the one to bring that up since I'm known, known as Doom and Gloom. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. And nah, I'll, take, it, I'll take the heat for that when I got it. But yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to really make the team. Um, I think he was brought in for to help at that safety position with the rookie we have back there in Jonathan Abram. Um, but if he does make the team, I don't see him being the starter. I no lie, I would like for him to make the team. I like the way he's played. To me, he's fast, he's physical. Um, I think we can use a player like him, but I just don't see him making the team. Adam, I let me stand up for Carr real quick. I know we're all called Carr supporters, but in that Dallas game. You know, Carr's trying to make a play, man. If he wouldn't have tried to make a play, all these car haters would be like, oh, he could have tried to rein it into the end zone or do it for the pylon, yada, yada, yada. He was trying to make a play. I ain't mad at him for it. Stuff happens, man. So that now that's a, now that now that is off my chest. Uh, I think You are a Kardashian, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a member of the car cult that they're talking about, too. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um let me let me but I don't mean to totally interrupt, but I I sh- I think I showed you guys a meme where it says car stand fan club and it's Gudin and Mayock shaking each other's hands. I, so if if the, I mean if their car stands, I think it's okay. To be right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Heath, uh, I despise him for making car fumble out the back <laughs> of the end zone, but he's a Raider now, so I forgive him. But um, I I don't know if he'll make the team or not. Uh, uh it's really. I, I really think Harris makes the team because Harris was balling last year. I, I really think that he could be a starting safety. Uh, but he – I don't know if he makes the team or not. I think he might be a good special team. I'm pretty sure he played on the Cowboys special team. Yes. Team. Uh, so we'll probably keep him for that reason. I, I'm saying he's making the team for that reason. Derek? Um, if Jeff Heath makes the team, it's, you know, purely a debt. Um, thing at safety, which I would not be opposed to. Um, I don't think he makes the team, though. I'm just floating that out there. I, I don't think he's going to make the team, but before he gets cut, maybe he apologizes <laughs> to Carr for force for making him fumble that one on the end zone, maybe, to make all right. Um, but the signing's not bad, um, and if he makes the team, I'm all for it. Um, of course, I, I, I have no insider information, but I would if I just just guessing, I'd, I'd give it only a forty percent chance he makes the team. Yeah. So Jeff Heath, he's actually a pretty smart guy, and he played injured a lot last season. He actually had to get soldier a shoulder surgery. So I think he's kind of like a Tanner Muse type. Um, I think he will provide, like you said, some depth. We actually had a lot of safety issues last year. If you remember, Carl Joseph being hurt, Jonathan Abram, and we brought in uh, what is this? Swessinger or whatever, okay. and we, we just went through a whole turmoil of, <laughs> of safeties coming in and out. Uh, same with linebacker when we brought in Will Compton and everybody and their mother, mother basically. So, uh, But Jeff Heath is a big special teams guy. Uh, I guess he was highly recommended by Rick Passaccia, who's our special teams coach. Um, so I would not be surprised if he made the teams, uh, the team for special teams and then also played some kind of depth for for safety. So with that said, because he is a special teams guy, uh, the the most talked about Raider, uh, Dallin Levitt, I believe is his name. <laughs> He's the one person yeah. who made the team last year. Like, who the hell is he? Um, <laughs> uh, but he made it for special teams, and he, I mean, he did a good job. I mean, so it's not like uh, he did a bad job. So if we can, since they both play safety, and they both are special teamers, and he made the team for special teams, so, Derek, if you had to pick Jeff Heath or, or Dallin Levitt, who who would you pick? Jeff Heath. Uh, Adam? 
Keith for the sole fact that our our Basaccio recommended him. So I mean, he coached him in Dallas, so he knows. Zerko, Jeff. Oh, no, no, love for down love it. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go. We're gonna start with you, Adam Malik Collins, who's probably one of the the biggest signings we actually uh, got next to. Uh, Littleton. So, Adam, Malik Collins. Yeah, I really like this guy. I think that he helps our defensive line tremendously. Uh, we Defense, uh, interior pressure is like a big thing. I mean, look how much better the Rams defensive line is with Aaron Donald. I, I would love to have that guy, by the way. Um, it'll never happen, probably, but you never know. Uh, you give up a kidney, oh. you can might maybe get him. <laughs> Uh, Malik Collins, I think he's going to help Big Mo out. I, I just think he's going to help our defensive line significantly. And uh, just all for him. He easily makes the team, no doubt. There. This is my second favorite signing of free agency. Um, he's just going to be a pure, great uh, defensive tackle, which we, the Raiders have not had in a very long time. I was um, a little surprised and complexed and um, saddened that he only signed for one year with us. I thought we would have at least gave him a two, if not a three-year deal. I think there's a very good chance he gets extended during the season, um, especially if he plays the way he should. Be, he should. Uh, but, yeah, he makes his defensive line instantly better. Um, there's not a negative thing I can say about Malik Collins other than why is he only on him. Yeah, he, he was actually injured last year with some foot and knee injuries, and he had four sacks and 30 pressures, 30, which is massive. Like I said, pressure is probably, in my eyes, more important than sacks because it causes mistakes, um, which lead to turnover. So, Kelvin, what are your thoughts on Malik Collins? Um, I like the sign. I think it was a great signing for us. I mean, I mean, we know what the plan with Rod is. We know he's coming in to take over as defensive coordinator at some point during the season, but... Uh, you know, a defensive line coach. We got Malik Collins, who those two do have experience with each other from their days in Dallas. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great for our front four. So I'm going to do a little bit a different uh, question here around Malik Collins instead of comparing him to somebody else because you really can't compare him to somebody else. Is Zerka? Do you think he's going to elevate the defensive line? Uh, twofold from what it was last year, just his presence there the pressure that he brings, the, the knowledge that he brings and everything. Do you think he's going to improve the, the defensive line that much? Um, depending on how often he plays and how much he plays. If he's a starter and he's playing majority of the, he's playing majority of the game, then, yes, he's going he's gonna to make an impact being in there. So I just think it all depends on how often he's on the field. Adam? Uh, I, I think that – he helps the defensive line a lot, like I was saying. Uh, everyone. I mean, because one, you can't double more than one person, really. So, I just – if they double Max Crosby, then we have um, Collins to go in there and get the inside. So, and if not him, then we have Jadavian Clowney. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one can wish. Derek? Well, I mean, this is just, like I said, there's there's really no much, you know, to be said more. Millie Collins is going to make – if Millie Collins does not make our defense significantly better, then there's, then there's a problem. All right, we're going we're gonna to start off, and I, I'm actually going to kick this one off. Jason Witten, because I know there's some, some hate over here for uh, Jason Witten, uh, mostly because we have probably like 20 tight ends on the, the roster. Uh, Jason Witten, he's just an all-around good guy, you know, captain – uh, knows knows the game, knows, you know, uh, can read uh, offenses and defenses and knows everything because he was up in the booth. He's seen all the facilities similar to Gruden and Mayock. You know, he has perspective that a lot of people don't. And I also think he will, not only can he catch the ball, but, you know, he will also help Darren Waller, who's really only, you know, second, third year tight end, and, and Foster Moreau, and everybody just grow to, like, the next level with, with the wisdom that Jason Witten has. And I still think he is a productive tight end in this league. And same thing, I live another plug to all or nothing. I think it was the 2018 season, Calvin can correct me if I'm wrong, that they did the Dallas Cowboys. And you really got to see how Jason Witten really was like 
the soul of that team. Um, and, and everybody just respects him so much and what he does. Uh, I, I think if he can bring even a little bit, a little bit of that to the Raiders and the Raiders culture, I think we're going to be infinitely better because of that. So, Kelvin, I'll let you start it off. Jason Wynn. Um, I think he was signed for helping Darren Waller and Foster Moreau. I honestly don't see Jason Wynn making the team. I, I wouldn't be mad if he did. I mean, if he doesn't, I mean, if he made the team, that's cool. But I just don't see it. I think he was strictly brought in to help mentor the young guys that we have. But if he does make the team, I think it was a great signing for us. I mean, a good signing for us. And I think, you know, he will be a threat on the field because even at his age of 38 years old, he knows that tight end position very well. He's still a great run blocker. He's still a good pass blocker as well. So I think having a veteran like him on this team is going to help the two young, the two second-year players that we have in Waller and Moreau. Adam? Witten has really good hands as well. Um, he doesn't drop hardly anything and I think that he makes the team and I think that he leads our team maybe not leads but he's up there in our team and or in touchdowns I think that he'll be a big presence in the red zone for us and I think he'll end up becoming one of Derek Carr's best friends if he already isn't and before I pass to you there he's an 11 time pro bowler two time first team all pro I know that just makes him seem old but you know, he's still a very good tight end, so there go ahead. I I um I di- I'm gonna disagree with Kelvin. I don't think Gruden is going to cut one of the best tight ends to play the NFL. I don't I, don't, I just don't think Gruden's gonna do that. I don't know how I definitely think it's a he's gonna make the team. I don't know how much he's gonna play, but it's gonna be a great signing just because he's gonna teach Waller and Monroe so much and um we should not forget monroe did suffer an injury in december and i think he's gonna be fine for training camp but you never know what could ha- i was it was a significant injury i can't remember exactly off ACL the, off or MCL. Head, but it wasn't mm-hmm. yeah it was not it was not a light injury so i that may have had something to do with the signing as well not just teaching but the fact that we don't know how you know what monroe was going to be like post that MCL tear or ACL, whatever it was. So I then I think this is just going to be great, and we kind of have a little bit of a Dallas connection on a team we have right now. We have Witten, who played on the Cowboys. We have Malik Collins, who played on the Cowboys. We have Jeff Heath, who played on the Cowboys. We have Rod Marinelli, who was on the Cowboys. Uh, so this is like Dallas don't, West, don't I guess, statue, Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and just so everybody knows that even after his one year. Uh, analyst gig for Monday Night Football. Witten played 75% of the snaps in Dallas. He had 63 receptions, 529 yards, and four touchdowns. So he was still productive in Dallas. And uh, even if it just gives us another red zone weapon, uh, I think just helps. And he he can't pass block. So I I would to your point, Derek. I I would be shocked if Gruden cut him. I just don't think he would. I, I just. That would just be a dick move if he did. So we'll see. So, but 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 if Gruden did cut him, like I said, I don't think he will. But if Gruden did cut him, that would not be the most shocking thing Gruden has done in so, his career. So speaking Gruden of cutting, then so because we know we keep at least three or four tight ends on, on this roster, and it's going to be at least three. And right now, our third tight end, I believe, is Derek Carrier. So who's also out practicing with Derek Carr? Uh, Witten has been out there as well. So Derek. Uh, Jason Witten or Derek Carrier? Jason Witten, I, Derek Carrier. He's 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 he, we share the same name, but but Derek Carrier is gonna if if it came down to it, he's gonna get cut. And months ago, this is random, but months ago, back in February, when I was I was bored and watching NFL Live, and they were talking about Derek Carr's future with the Raiders. And they showed a pic of what they meant was Derek Carr, but it was actually Derek Carrier. And I thought that was really, really hilarious. And that could be ironic if, if Derek Carrier is actually the DC that does get cut in Raiders, since we know it won't be Derek Carr. But yeah, Jason Wynn definitely over Derek Carrier. Kelvin? Of course, we're going to want uh, Jason Witten. Adam? Witten. There we go. We're all on the same page there. Uh, probably the most anticipated signing of, of all. Corey Littleton. I'm going to let you start off with this one, uh, Derek. How is Corey Littleton going to improve our our solid, already A-plus linebacker crew? 
when we talked about defense, I literally mentioned that the signing of Corey Littleton makes me want to jump up and down. And now that we're talking about him again, I'm I'm almost doing it as we speak right now. I'm trying to contain myself here. But anyway, Corey Littleton is by far my favorite signing. He's gonna make he's gonna give us a real actual linebacker. With um, no offense being to it, to your whitehead. No, 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 no. You had no. You ain't gotta say no offense. Here was terrible. I mean, thank you. He was terrible. <laughs> I was trying to be no, a little no, bit no, kind, no. and you know, I. I was trying. To, <laughs> anyway, and and by the way, we faced Tamir Whitehead in in week right. one, so that Good. should make us Good. Good. <laughs> Corey Littleton's a great tackler, and I think his tight end coverage skills are gonna make our covering the tight end not as um, blatantly horrible. Probably still bad, but but not horrible. Um, the only great linebackers we've had, you know, seen. Ah, I can't talk right now. The only really great linebackers we've had fairly recently have been pass rush linebackers like Khalil Mack, who is a linebacker slash really a DN. We haven't had like a really true good linebacker who's you know wasn't primarily a pass rusher since probably Kirk Morrison. And I think Corey Littleton's an underrated. I think Corey Littleton's going to come off some, get some sacks off of blitzes too. Um, but he's just going to do everything that um, Tamir Whitehead failed at. With, with no offense, I, I will still say no offense to Tamir Whitehead because he's underrated. Adam, <laughs> uh, we can't forget that Corey Littleton also picked off Derek Carr mm-hmm. last time we played the Rams. So. Oh, that was that was Derek Carr's hor- worst throw of the game. It was when we were losing in the fourth quarter, and he literally just tossed it up. Wait, I thought that's what people thinking. want, though. It's just for him to <laughs> toss it up. I- I'm just so confused. But yeah. Okay. But, and I, I, love, I, love, I love DC, but that, was, I, that throw was inexcusable, and I think Derek Carr would be the first one to admit that was – that might have been his worst interception as a Raider. But anyway – uh, but um, Corey Littleton, I'm really excited for. But I can confess that I'm a little nervous because the last free agent we got from the Rams that was supposed to be spectacular played absolutely terrible for us last year. So, I mean, I have high expectations, but there's still a little part of me that's scared because, you know, we don't have a very good history with linebackers anyway. But he should be solid. Let's hope at least. Zerko. Corey Littleton has more interceptions as an individual than our linebacker core has had over the last six years. That's I, that's that's just crazy to me. But uh, I think that was a great sign. I think he's listed as a, a top ten linebacker. I mean, he's very versatile. He plays special teams as well. I think he had a, uh, I think four or five kick uh, special team blocks in his career. I mean, that's for a linebacker. That's pretty good. We need a player like him. His mm-hmm. run defense is good. His pass defense is good. Guarding tight end. So, uh, when it was time for us to play Kansas City, and I'm so glad we played Kansas City early this uh, this season. Uh, it would be great to see him matched up against Tyreek Hill. I'm sorry, not Tyreek Hill, against Travis Kelsey. If it happens that way, I just hope that they. I just hope that John Gruden, Paul Gunther, allows him to do what he do and don't try to change him as far as him playing linebacker. Let Corey Littleton do what you brought him here to do in our linebacker position will be perfectly fine. All right, so my my because I can't compare Corey Littleton to any of our other linebackers is just doing everybody a disservice here. So my question is to I'm gonna start with you, Zerko. Can Corey Littleton stop Travis Kelsey? Yes. Well stop Travis Kelsey, no. But contain Travis Kelsey, yes. And that's what we need. We we need containment for him because when we play Kansas City, Travis Kelsey, he, he can go off for 150 yards and 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 two and three touchdowns. I'm expecting him to be here under 100 yards and maybe zero to one touchdowns when we play them. So I think he can contain Travis Kelsey, not stop him, but he he can eliminate another threat for, for Patrick Mahomes. Adam, can he contain Travis Kelsey? Yes, I 100% agree with what Zucker just said. Um, I think Kelsey's one of the best tight ends in the NFL, obviously. Uh, so the fact of the matter is no one, no linebacker, in my opinion, in the 
NFL can stop him. But every line, well, not every linebacker, of course, but the good linebackers that can cover can contain him. And if Corey Littleton's as good as covering as what as all we think, then he should be able to contain Kelsey and make the Chiefs struggle a little bit because that's one of the Chiefs' biggest weapons. Some question. Yes, he definitely can contain Travis Kelsey, um, especially if we don't play zone defense. I feel like if we play zone defense, Travis Kelsey is still going to find ways to get open. And so hopefully we, uh, I'd like to see Corey Littleton one-on-one with Travis Kelsey, if if that is possible. Um, And (laughs) Zerko accidentally said I contained Tyree Kill. Maybe if we're, maybe if Tyree Kill is having, you know, a 200 yard game against us, maybe we should line up Corey Littleton against Tyree Kill just to see if there's a difference. Yeah. (laughs) I say that half jokingly, but only half jokingly. <laughs> uh, well, I just have to ask this one more question to you, Zerko. How much better is Corey Littleton than Tyreer Whitehead? The big one. There we go. Question. Oh my gosh, he's that much better, folks. Uh, before we go on to uh, Adam's favorite topic, we're gonna just finish the linebacking group with Nick Kwiatkowski. Nick, uh, <laughs> Derek, Nick Kwiatkowski. Wait, I didn't know much about Nick um, K. That's how I'm going to call him, Nick K, um, until he signed with us. But then when I looked at his stats with the Bears, they were pretty impressive, especially considering he wasn't a full-time starter. Um, I believe he's actually listed as our starting middle linebacker right now with Corey Littleton being our starting will. Um, maybe that changes. I don't know. I'm impressed with Nick yeah, K. I mean, Nick K. Why did I even try? He, Why did I even try? He had eight um, starts as an inside linebacker, so he would probably, I believe, wear the green dot. Uh, out of eight starts, he had 76 tackles, three sacks, and an interception, which are actually pretty good stats for mm-hmm. playing half a season. Yeah, he already he had more. Our, uh, we did not get a single sack from a linebacker last year. So he has three times as many sacks last year as our linebackers did. So that just shows you how um, god awful we were at that position. So Nick uh, K is going to, he's going to bring the fire and he's going to come to Las Vegas. Um, I've brought this up before, but I'm going to bring it up again. He, he announced his joining of the Raiders by tweeting out a picture of Allegiant Stadium. So we probably would not have uh, signed him had we still been in uh, Oakland at that stadium. Even that, I love that stadium, but that stadium is is was old, and we'll probably talk about that oh, more on this episode. Old. But yeah, Nick Kay. But yeah, Nick Kay was just he's great, and I love the signing, and I expect big things out of him this year. And he's one of the few people that didn't do a one-year contract; he did a three-year contract. So they obviously see something in him to 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 do that. So, Adam, thoughts? Um, for those of Raider Nation that really don't know too much about this guy, I've explained this, I think, two other times in the defensive episode and another one. Uh, but I've talked to a few Bears fans, and whenever Danny Trevathan got hurt, he came in. Nick Kwiatkowski came in for Danny Trevathan. And they said that they couldn't hardly tell Trevathan what's going on. So, in my opinion, that's a great thing. Uh, PFF, which I oh hate PFF. I hate Mike Florio. Uh, but they have him ranked as, like, the 16th best linebacker last year. So, I mean, I'm pumped for that. Uh, I I really like him. And I read, I read what he wrote or sent to someone or some type of interview he had with someone. But he was asked why he went to the Raiders or why he was or we were his first option. And he went on to explain how he thought it was the best fit for him, how he wanted to be a starting linebacker, uh, the new stadium, uh, and just the atmosphere of the team. So he really wanted to be a Raider. Uh, He probably knew he wanted to be a Raider whenever we played them last year. That's what I'm guessing whenever he talked to our coaching staff, because I'm sure they talked. Um. But I, I like him. I have big. I think he's going to do big things. Uh, I'm really excited for him. Zerko, I know he's no Tahir Whitehead. So, uh, what are your thoughts on him? Is he better than Tahir Whitehead? Yes. Um, I think he's going to be. I mean, looking at the linebackers that we have now on the roster, 
I think him and Corey will be. I mean, I think he will be a starter. No matter what he see, he might be happy that's better than him outside of Corey. But if he is at the starter, like I said about the other players, it's just another piece on the chart that we need. We need linebacker. We need depth at the linebacker position. We need the depth at the defensive end and defensive tackle position. And I think Mayak and Groove did a good job this offseason or free agency addressing that position, both of those positions. So I think us having Nick is going to be good. I think he's going to bring. I think he's going to bring you know some energy to that def- to that defense that we need at the linebacker position. Well, I don't even have a question for him, so I'll just move on to the most anticipated person for for Adam Marcus Mariota. I think uh, at, for Raider Nation, our starting Raider quarterback. Nation, you guys have to understand this is by far Adam's favorite quarterback. I mean, he just can't Love stop it. talking about it. It's just I had to he mute the, the word in our, in, our, in our group chat just because he just keeps talking about how much he loves <laughs> it. So. Oh yeah, he's for sure. I mean, for sure, going to be the. Well, go ahead, Adam. Tell, tell <laughs> us your thoughts on the. Uh, uh, $8 million, I think it was $8 million, uh, Marcus Mariota signing. So Raider Nation knows, we're joking, I, I hate Marcus Mariota. <laughs> He's not going to be the starter, it's Carr's job. Uh, but I just, I haven't been a big fan of Mariota since like since college. Uh, I'm a Buckeye fan, so Ohio State played them in the College Football National Championship you, in 2014, I think it was 2014. Uh, and we beat him. So in the NFL, I don't think he's done too spectacular. Uh, fun fact for Raider Nation: Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr broke their same leg and the same part of their leg in the same day. So in 2016. So that's weird. Uh, I don't know. I think I would have been more comfortable with like another backup quarterback, but he may. I mean, he could start. Obviously, he's done it for years until Ryan Tannehill came in Tennessee, but I don't know. I'm not worried about him. I think that he may push Carr a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I don't think he's on Carr's level. But not. I don't think very many are. Um, let's just make this perfectly clear. Uh, Marcus Mariota will not be starting this season unless something drastic happens with Derek Carr as far as injury goes. It's not on wood that that don't happen. Um, I think he's here. John got his guy. Um, when Marcus was drafted, this is who John raved about. This is who John wanted. If he was coaching, so technically speaking, John got the guy he wanted because he's coaching. But I think they also wanted to sign a backup quarterback who has started in this league before, so who has the experience as a starter but can play the backup position. So that way, something did happen to Derek Carr. We have a quarterback who could come in the game who could command the offense because they have who could command the offense because they have that experience as a starter. That's why he was brought in here. Uh, it's fun to hear people talking and saying, "Oh, Mark is going to be the new starter. Mark is going to be this. Mark is going to be that." He's not starting a single game unless Derek Carr is hurt. So I think he will be used in some of our jet sweep packages with Henry Ruggs. I think he will be used in some quarterback sneak packages. He may throw a pass here or there, but he's not going to be a starter this year. So, so he's our Nick Foles. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. There. So as I've brought this up a few times before, and I'll bring it up again, I'm an Arizona Wildcat alum, same conference as Oregon. Two consecutive years, my unranked Wildcats dethroned Marcus Mariota's top-ranked five Oregon Ducks, and I was at one of the games and ran on the field. I will bring it up every time Marcus Mariota is mentioned. Anyway, besides that, the signing was good. Um, our backup quarterback position was absolutely horrible and horrendous last season. Um, and if Derek Carr got injured last season and Michael, and if Mike Glennon had to start or Deshaun Kaiser had to start, we would have had the ceiling that the, the ceiling. We would have had the feeling that the season was over. God forbid if something happens to Derek Carr this season and Marcus Mariota has to start. I'm not. At least I'm not going to, and I'm doom and gloom, so that's saying something. I won't have the feeling that the season is necessarily over because I think Mariota would be good enough to get it done. Uh, with that being said, he's not going to touch the field unless something happens to Carr, and I don't I don't think I want to see him on jet sweeps and gadget plays only because I think he's too valuable as a backup. It would just be Raiders' luck that Mariota got hurt on a gadget play and then Derek Carr went down. 
And then we would have to um, play Nathan oh, Peter Pan. Hey, that would don't disrespect Nathan that way. He's fine. <laughs> we can try to go for six interceptions <laughs> in a game. So Woo. I think I think he's val. I think Mariota is too valuable as a backup to risk throwing out on the field in in not a in not a situation where he in in those type of situations. That's just me. Maybe Gruden still does. I don't know. Um, but yeah, overall, this signing, and I saw, I, I don't really mean to like attack people who don't like Derek Carr because most of them, keyword being most of them, are still Raiders fans. Um, but a few weeks ago on Twitter, I saw somebody tweeting that they bought a Mariota jersey, and I tweeted, I, I have no idea why somebody would get a jersey of a backup quarterback, especially one who lost their job for not being good. That literally means zero sense to me. And I'll I'll in my Mariota comment at that. Don't buy. Yeah, there's so there's so many questions I can ask about Mariota, but for the sake of time, because we're already uh, going to push that hour mark easily, is do you think Mark to you, Derek, Marcus Mariota is going to make Derek Carr a better quarterback? Yes, Adam. Sorry, yeah. Yes, because make Derek. no mistake though. I'm sorry. Uh, I think he will because if if something happens, there is a chance that Gruden may want to test the waters and put this quarterback in the game because there is no more guaranteed money on Derek Carr's contract. He now only gets paid for games he plays that will equal up in 16 games to the 25 million. So John might want to play with fire a little bit, us knowing John. I think it's only going to make us better. I think the question just comes down to, could we have spent that money elsewhere on maybe a Jadavian Clowney or somebody else like that? So, uh, But I think we've all been saying for years we need somebody to push car. It doesn't matter what position it is or how elite you are. I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes. Competition makes you better. It just does. Um, and especially when you're doing it at an elite level in the NFL, it's, it's, uh, I think we're going to see a, the best version of Carr this year, not just C or three in the system, uh, not just wide receivers, but actually somebody who he can probably talk to in the QB room. It's not just me versus, you know, all these other guys who are not nearly as good as me. I think Mariota and him can work together to, to get better together. Um, and Mariota will probably end up going to uh, another team next year, uh, because of that, but I think that wraps it up. I don't know if there's anything else we want to cover. Nope. Okay, well, we will get this episode out as soon as possible, and uh, that covers it, and we will talk about Vegas next week.